Every business wants good customer reviews. Every customer wants a good experience. So what happens when both sides click? Or in some cases, when they don't? From Yelp and Entrepreneur Media, this is Behind the Review. I'm Emily Washkovic, Yelp small business expert. Typically, I share a story featuring conversations with a business owner, as well as someone who wrote them a Yelp review. This week, we're trying something new. We're sharing some of the lessons our previous small business owners have shared with us on the podcast. And we're focusing on how putting yourself into your business has many benefits. You might be thinking, Emily, I'm the owner of my business. Therefore, I am already in it. And that's true to an extent. But there are so many ways you can create great customer service, a fantastic customer experience, and a booming online reputation by adding a more personal touch to your business. There are many reasons to put your own personality and passions into your small business. But today, we're talking mostly about how that little extra touch or peek behind the curtain of your business can improve your digital presence and encourage your customers to engage with you online via social media or even online reviews. It might seem easier to put yourself and your personality into the business through in-person interactions, like making sales or visiting with regular customers, than it is in the digital space, where those encounters might fall flat or feel disconnected. But putting a human element into your online presence, especially on Yelp, your website, or social media, can actually create demand for your business. Let's talk about the fastest way to make an impact online responding to your Yelp reviews. In a recent survey commissioned by Yelp and conducted by Material, 56% of people surveyed said reading a business owner's reply to a review made them trust the business more than if they hadn't responded at all. We've talked about that many times on the podcast, and most of the small business owners we've spoken to confirmed those survey results. Not responding to negative reviews is simply not an option. It's the same as having a customer share feedback in person and you or your staff simply staring at them in silence. You would never do that. But by not engaging with online reviews, you're sending that message indirectly. When it comes to negative reviews, there are ways to make them work in your favor rather than as a ding against you, your business, or your products and services. Remember that study I was talking about? My favorite stat is this one. 87% of those surveyed said they're more likely to look past a critical review if the business owner has responded fairly and addressed the issue. I've been saying this for years, and now I have the data to back it up. It's true. Responding to reviews builds trust, but you need to do it professionally. This is not the time or place for a snarky response to a review, no matter how tempting it might be. The internet lives forever. And a negative response to a critical review just breeds more negativity. You want to take the professional route and come across as caring about your customers. Those one-star reviews can give you an opportunity to improve your business, according to my buddy Josh, owner of Rescue Air Heating and Cooling. 
I did my first interview with him back in November of 2020, and he talked to me about how reviews help make improvements in his company and make him a better business owner. Listening, he said, is one of the most important skills for business owners. I want to voice this concern because it's not okay. And and I'll listen to him and I'll be like, listen, this is, I'm taking action on this. I'm going into my company. I'm going to build a better company. I, I, I Every time I thank them for it. Thank you for the one-star review. This is how I grow. If, without you bringing these mistakes to my attention, I would never know they were occurring. So you're a layer of accountability for me to build a better business. You heard that correctly. When he gets a one-star review, Josh actually thanks the person for the feedback and promises to grow and learn from the situation. He says that customers who leave a review pointing out problems or issues are a way he can be held accountable for creating a better customer experience. Oftentimes, he says, he's completely unaware of the issue until someone leaves a review. And he points out that many times, reviewers will go back and update their star rating to make it a more positive review once they've been reached out to. Though that's not his real main goal or mission, he's replying to reflect his customer service practices to all potential consumers. And I've found that behavior to be a pretty common occurrence, because when you show a customer you care, they can show that back. Alyssa, owner of Milk and Honey Spa, which has multiple locations throughout Texas, California, and Illinois, knows that no business can get it right 100% of the time. That's just impossible. But from experience, she says that the correct response to those issues can actually create more loyalty from customers. Things are going to go wrong. That's a given. What really matters is how the business responds to when things go wrong. And that's what I think separates truly exceptional customer service from the average. I think you'll find too, and I've experienced this with my previous life before Milk and Honey, is that the customers who've had the biggest customer service breakdown, like a really horrific experience, when you have the opportunity to fix that and exceed their expectations, those Customers are the ones that become the most loyal and fanatical. I interviewed Brian, co-owner of Bird Bird Biscuit in Austin, Texas, back in September of 2021. Brian runs his Biscuit Forward sandwich shop with his business partner. Bird Bird Biscuit has garnered a lot of success and was ranked number five on Yelp's top 100 places to eat in 2022. Brian admits that while they can be a catalyst for change, negative reviews sting, and there's no way around that but he sees it as an opportunity to make a real impact on that customer, turning not only the review around, but the customer's day as well. And then the other side to it is when you're having a really hard interaction with a a guest or someone on the team, if you can ask yourself that question and you can say to yourself when it's tough, like, how can I blow this person's mind? Where that puts you in your state of consciousness is a place where you have the best opportunity to Go through that situation to bring the best fruit because you're thinking about serving that person. And when you're in a serviceful mindset, that's the place where like, I want us to always be a Berber because then you're not judging that person. And then you can navigate that with clarity. So it might make sense to you to respond to the critical reviews and turn that customer experience around or learn something that helps you improve your business. But it's not just the one-star reviews that deserve a response. The business owners on Behind the Review have said you should respond to all of your reviews, even if it's a simple thank you for coming in. I should add that responses should not feel canned, because Yelp readers will pick up on that insincerity. 
You can definitely use templates, but try to add a custom sentence or two that reiterates something they mentioned. If you're not able to customize those positive responses due to bandwidth or volume, send those thank yous as a direct message. Then you'll still get to deepen that relationship with the customer, but not look too robotic to future customers. On every platform, I comment back on every review, good, bad, or ugly, because I think it's very important because why would you only respond to the negative? You have to reach out to the people that took their time to give you a positive review and let them know that you appreciate that. I think it's super important to do that. Staying in that service mindset Brian mentioned earlier is great advice for small business owners, as that's usually the reason you got into business in the first place. You saw an opportunity to bring something to the community that was missing, and you filled it. If you feel like you've gotten too far away from that as you get caught up in the details of running your business, maybe it's time to take a step back and remind yourself why you started your business. Aaron started his baking business in his apartment, not far from the University of Texas campus. And when things got tough for him and his business, he went back to the simple things he did well. He still considers himself just a kid baking in his apartment, in spite of the popularity and success he's seen owning Paper Route Bakery. Positive reviews, he said, remind him of his love for baking and making people happy. It's not this one product that's good. It's something about the business that people like. So honestly, that's the reason we stay in business. When I am able to hear something like that from a customer, it shows me that the bakery is having the effect on the community that I want it to have. I'm really grateful when people are willing to follow paper out in whatever direction it ends up going. That passion for your business is often a key part of your customer experience, especially when it carries over into your employees. They're also the face of your business and are an important part of your success as a business owner. For most of the owners I've talked to over the last two years, making the right hires is mission critical, as much or more important than having a good product. James, manager of Urban Kayaks in Chicago, deals in fun. His customers are looking for an adventurous day of paddling kayaks or stand-up paddle boards on the Chicago River. The work of his employees, however, can be pretty tough, carrying paddle boards and kayaks to the river and back again which is why it's crucial to hire people who really love the sport and the water. Most of his employees are kids in college looking to make money over the summer. And since James got his start in the business as one of those kids, he understands that his enthusiasm for the job has an effect on all of his employees. And that is something we really drive home with all of our staff, that our success as a business their success. These guys are out there earning tips all day long. They're lifting boats for customers. They're doing all the things to make the customer experience good. All of that stuff matters at the end of the day. The tip that gets handed to the guide at the end of the trip might depend on whether or not that person felt like they got helped with their life jacket appropriately. That might be the difference maker. So we impress that upon the staff. We make sure they understand it. We have the benefit of our job is what these folks are paying to do for fun. If we're not having a good time, if we're not out there smiling, friendly, enjoying what we're doing, we're doing the wrong thing. I tell my staff, if you don't enjoy being here, don't be here because this is as good as it's gonna get. 
for a summer job in Chicago. One of last year's interviews was with Brandon, owner of Soco Tap House in San Angelo, Texas. He finds that hiring employees who love craft beer, which is his specialty and the only thing on tap at Soco, is not just a nice to have, it's essential. He told me that hiring people who genuinely love craft beer means the employees are knowledgeable and eager to talk to his customers who may or may not have that unique craft beer experience before coming into SoCo. In his business, great bartenders and waitstaff who love beer are going to make the customers feel welcome. And as we know, having a good time is often the first step towards a positive review. And so that's a big thing too about our staff members is we try to pick the people that love craft beer. Because if you come into the place and you want to work there and you don't love craft beer, you're not going to exactly have the greatest way of interacting with the people, with the bar regulars, talking about beer or giving them something good to drink. Because coming in and being greeted with a good smile, somebody telling you your name or remembering what you like, that interaction, it hooks you from the beginning, right? As a consumer, as a customer, you no longer feel like a consumer or a customer. You feel like a guest in our house and so close. Our job to, to make you hang out and feel even the most welcome. And that's find you a good beer that we know you're going to. So it's almost as good as sitting on your couch at home after a long day of work and cracking a cold one. We're going to make that feeling exactly like that at SoCo. In many cases, potential employees don't need to walk into the interview with a complete knowledge of your business or industry. But if that's the case, training them properly is a must. Keith, owner of Paws on Chacon in Austin, gives his employees four weeks of training including pet nutrition and a guide to all the products he carries in the store, so any employee can answer customers' questions. And with two locations, he makes sure both stores are staffed with knowledgeable people who also love pets as much as he does. Cross-training employees in other parts of your business can also give your customers an excellent experience. Ryan, owner of Tempo Entertainment DJs, offers a number of services to clients for parties from DJs to bounce houses to photo booths. Each of these services has dedicated employees who specializes in one of the products, but they're all trained on every service. And while the photo booth attendants can't DJ per se, they can pitch in to help set up the equipment. During the hiring process, it's really important for us to just create the company culture that we're looking for. We're kind of like that small mom and pop shop we try to operate that way and we check in on each other relatively often. We attend outings together. We host different events here at Tempo Entertainment DJs where we could get all the DJs, all the photo booth attendants together. Even during a pandemic, we still have Zoom meetings so that way we could just check on how everyone's doing and just make sure that everyone's voicing their opinion and what we could do better to strive as a business. So with that being said, our photo booth attendants are not only just friendly and great at what they do with the photo booth, but they're always looking at something that they could advance on. And there's always something to do in the event from helping out someone carrying something or maybe motivating the kids to dance. We're just so much fun and a pleasure to be around at the event. That earned Ryan a glowing review from a customer who threw a birthday party. She was running behind and the photo booth attendant not only helped set up other tempo equipment, she even pitched in with other projects like decorations and table setups. When even just one employee isn't up to the tasks given them, or they aren't a good fit for the culture, it brings the entire team down. Misty and Dennis Akers, owners of the Candle Pour in Tampa, learned that lesson the hard way. Their business was growing, and they needed staff fast. But in the end, it wasn't the best move for the company in the long run. 
Yeah, and I know you say it's harsh, and it is a harsh statement. Hire slow, fire fast. But that's not to say that you don't, like she said, build the relationship with your employees. So it's not like this heartless thing that you're doing, but it's controlling an element of your staff that you don't want to spread around. And next thing you know, everyone in the staff. So now you're getting rid of the entire team. So you have to watch out. And it's delicate because it could be someone having a bad day. But when it adds up, when days become weeks and weeks become potential months, you have to do something about it. You don't want to get to that month standpoint. You want to figure out what's going on and you got to attack it. And there was a lot of long nights. I mean, we couldn't sleep. It was going back and forth. What do we do? Because again, these are people that have been around us for a very long time. People who, honestly, when we were busy before COVID, we saw more than our family. So it's not an easy decision, but it is a decision that has to be made. Firing employees might be one of the most difficult things a business owner has to do. Close to the top of that list for some is handling social media accounts. And hey, I get it. Not everyone's born to run Instagram or TikTok accounts. And for some, it can just be another chore to check off your very long to-do list. But it's just as important to have a positive social media presence as it is to have a robust Yelp page and a great in-person customer service experience. I sat down with Yelp social media manager Laura last year to discuss ways business owners can create and maintain a good online reputation. And just like answering Yelp reviews, it begins and ends with authenticity. Things you might find mundane as a business owner, but are the real goings-on behind the product or service you offer, can be social media gold. So there's lots of great ideas that you could start with to start incorporating video into your social strategy. A few are easy as showing behind the scenes of your business. It doesn't have to be a really behind the scenes, something that's happening behind a kitchen door, but you are talking to people online. So there are some people that might be following you that unfortunately may never visit your business. They might patronize it online, but they don't know what the inside of your business looks like. They don't know what your storefront looks like. They don't know all the fun things that you have going on, the artwork that you have on the wall, et cetera. Just doing easy, quick things like that. That's also a great way that you can tap your employees to help if somebody's getting featured. If you do an employee of the week or employee of the month, have them talk about what they love or talk about what their favorite drink is or a special menu item that people should try. Additionally, there's different things like a day in the life. Again, some people may never get to come meet you in person or see your business. So do a day in the life. Show little clips of you opening up the business for the first time in the morning, grabbing your coffee, opening all the shades. If you're a bakery, maybe it's hot things coming out of the oven. Authenticity online starts with authenticity in real life, inside your business. It can be scary to think about putting yourself out there in front of your customers. You might think they want to see nothing but perfectly professional and polished business owner. But we're all humans, and that humanity is what gives us common ground and forms real relationships between customers and business owners. Yas and Sasha, owners of Skull and Cake Bones Bakery, just outside Austin, are both partners in business and in life. Rather than hide that fact, they've embraced it, and their community followed. As far as I know, we're the only openly LGBTQ plus food establishment in the whole city. I don't know if others exist, but if they do, they're not as open and loud about it as we are. To go back to the whole vegan thing, it's like the definition of veganism is kindness right? It's mindfulness and kindness. 
So to me, logically, it doesn't make sense to be a vegan establishment and put the emotional attachment that we have to sentient beings in general and not put that on humans as well. And so sure, are there people who don't agree with us or don't speak the same language as us? I'm sure they are. And maybe I've met them, but like, it doesn't phase me anymore. Community is really strong out here. I mean, it really, community is at the heart of what we do and it always has been. And I think that through doing the depressed cake shop and raising awareness for mental health really did create that safe space where people, they just kind of show up to have lunch. And before you know it, you've had a 30 minute conversation with them and everybody feels better. It's just, we want to be that space. And I think by just being honestly who we are, we've created that space and the community has kind of rallied behind us. Putting yourself out there in front of your customers can make you feel vulnerable. But as a small business owner, I know you've taken bigger risks. Even the smallest bit of authenticity and showing the actual human behind the business can make a huge difference in your social media following and your reviews, which in turn can lead to a more robust bottom line. And that concludes our episode. Be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes every Thursday. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take a thing or two away to implement in your own life. Whether it's a new idea that you can bring back to your business or a fresh perspective on how to be a positive influence as a consumer, we share these stories to inspire and create more meaningful connections in your local community. For more information about today's business or to connect with me, check out the show notes. This episode featured insights and learnings from guests of Behind the Review Season 1. Special thanks to Holly Hanchi, who helped write this episode. To learn more about the learnings and takeaways, check out the blog post. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you get an alert each Thursday that we drop a new episode. To claim your own Yelp business page and start engaging with consumers, visit business.yelp.com. Our theme song is performed by Ali Schwartz and produced by Robbie G of Messerol Sound. The show was produced and edited by Entrepreneur Media.